0: Have you ever needed some really cool fangs, but you didn't want to buy those dime store variety store fangs you see around Halloween time because they look really bad? Check out Horror Show Jack Fangsmith on Facebook and on Twitter and at HorrorFangs.com. With COVID-19 shutting down all the different conventions right now, you can always send him an email over on his Facebook page and get a custom kit sent to you in order to get the fangs put into your mouth, and that way the denture material is molded to your teeth only. He has a variety of prices and a variety of different selections that you can choose from. So if you don't want to necessarily be a vampire, maybe you want some wearable fangs, maybe you want some different variety for your your demon-looking cosplay costume, head over to Horror Show Jack Fangsmith, check out his options, and send him an email. Tell him that Dr. Chris from Radio Horror and the Vampire Movie Minute podcast sent you.
1: Hey everybody, this is Kimberly Gold. I was the bass player in the Halloween dance scene from the movie Once Bitten, and you are listening to the Vampire Movie Minute podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Vampire Movie Minute podcast, covering the 1985 horror comedy Once Bitten starring Laura Hutton and Jim Carrey. And joining me for the last minutes of the movie itself, once again, is my co-host, Scott Danielson. Hello. Back from his back surgery and and uh, <laughs> protests and, and apocalypse virus pandemic outbreaks and Everything else that he yeah. all the shenanigans he's gotten himself into the last few weeks that uh, we've uh, we recorded without him. Yeah, it's been, it's been a ride. From the Jay and Silent Bob Movie Minute podcast, where they cover every single Kevin Smith movie with Jay and Silent Bob in it, one minute at a time, we have...
2: I'm Chris Derkutch, and I wish I was on the Kevin Smith podcast, not just the Jay and Silent Bob Minute.
0: Right, you definitely would have a lot more guests than just the Spooner Kid.
2: <laughs> I think so.
0: <laughs> and tonight we're covering the last five minutes of the actual movie before the credits. And we begin the five minutes with um, the uh, Robin and Mark, uh, sorry, uh, with uh, Russ hitting on a vampire girl, our former guest of the show, Skip Lackey, and ending with a bumping and grinding coffin very similar to Superman's coffin rising from the grave in Batman vs. Superman. So this is p- <laughs> quite possibly the best... Last five minutes of the movie with a last-minute guest ever. <laughs> Chris, why don't you explain a little bit about what your podcast is about before we get into these five minutes?
2: We have this Jay and Silent Bob minute. We do all the movies with Jay and Silent Bob in them one minute at a time. We did Clerks one minute at a time. We did Mall Rats one minute at a time. And as we speak, we're working our way through Chasing Amy
0: and uh, what do you what do you do in your day-to-day life that you're not watching Kevin Smith movies uh dissecting them for all of their uh ridiculous glory
2: <laughs> in my personal life? Yeah. Uh I I am a mailman. There you go. That's important in a <laughs> pandemic. We we've we've, uh, we've
0: needed the mailmen and women. Uh, yeah, I,
2: did, I I didn't want to admit it, but now apparently I'm uh essential. So I've got No, you
0: you guys have been you guys have uh you guys have been overly worked and very busy, along with the, the, along with the food workers, obviously, and the hospital staff. So it's been like people involved in shipping, people involved in food, and people involved in the medical field are probably the three biggest jobs during the last three months that we have heavily relied on and give our condolences and accolades to
2: well we appreciate it thank you
0: (laughs) so we begin with russ hitting on this vampire woman uh this vampire chick uh scott why don't you take it away yeah
1: we're coming in uh russ is coming in hot his his game which has been notoriously unsuccessful throughout the entire time he's just saying let's just skip all the bullshit and get to get to doing what we really want to do and it seems to be working for the first time so (laughs) that's this, this
2: is the same this is the same spiel that he gave to the lady in the laundromat, right? And all all she wanted to do was to whip him, and he was totally against it. But now he's giving it to a vampire girl, and he's okay with it for some reason.
1: I think it's, I think it is the fact that they look, cl- now granted, they are probably ancient, but they look closer to his age. So he's like, all right, right. I, I think I'm True. more know what to expect here. Yeah, but from there, it cuts it's cut straight, to, uh, cut straight to Mark, who, uh, running for, <laughs> Mark and Robin, who are running for their lives from the, uh, the Countess's goons, who are all in their uh, Sunday best tuxedos.
0: Right, and one of them um, smashes his way into a door. That is the Confederate flag vampire. Um, <laughs> oh, that's
2: the one with, with the Confederate flag? Uh, yeah,
0: coffin. draped over his coffin, yes, and he's wearing a Confederate uniform. Um, if you would like to know more about that actor in that role in particular, why he chose it, and I understand uh, the, uh, the problems with the Confederate flag happening right now, uh, and everything that's wrong with it. Um, listen to the actor's interview uh, before you're passing judgment. Um, the 1980s were a different time. I definitely think Once Bitten is one of those movies for the use of the word fag, the shower scene, the Confederate mm-hmm. vampire. Definitely needs one of those disclaimers put before it that the Disney, the Disney Plus app and Gone with the Wind have before it as well, letting you know that certain outdated representations of cultures and symbols are not... To be taken lightly and they're not meant to offend anybody uh currently but we acknowledge them and this is the problem you know watch yeah. the movie at your own risk and i'm totally for that disclaimer i'm not for just censoring everything just for the sake of like oh well we got a any knowledge of that ever happening because that's wrong and that's
1: not yeah. correct
0: whatsoever. well uh, uh, yeah well uh, I mean, my yeah,
1: my general opinion about this stuff is that first off, it's the '80s, so all you have to do is say it's from the '80s, and I think you can fill in the blanks as to what kind of <laughs> shits there. Like it's like, yeah, there's gonna be gay panic jokes. There's probably gonna be a lot of stuff like that. But I think the thing is, the the most it's like it, most of the stuff that's problematic in these movies is is either blatant or it's stuff, it's not really what people took away from it. Like I think people like Once Bitten because it's a silly vampire. Comedy, so like I think I think if unless it's the foundations, and then maybe you have an introduction for it, but I don't know what the introduction for once bitten would be. It's like I think the introduction would just be. I'm not sure if we would make this movie today.
0: Uh, I, I think <laughs> I'm sorry? It, it would be the exact same thing as I said that they're putting before certain Disney films and the upcoming uh, re uh, the the uh, upcoming uh, Gone with the Wind was taken off because Gone with the Wind is set during the Civil War at a time where slavery you know oh. was. You know, rampant in the South and all the ugliness with that. But well, yeah. the movie itself does not dress slavery like, let's say, a certain Disney movie, which they will never release. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the the
1: movie that shall not be named, "Song of the South"? Correct. <laughs> that one. Correct. Um, I love that.
2: I love that <laughs>
0: ride.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, that just got called out. I think that disclaimer will appear before more and more movies, and I'm okay with that because I think people need to understand that like progressive uh, attitudes and changes are not nearly as enlightened as they are now as they were then, but that doesn't necessarily make the material, all of the material, that bad. In fact, the Confederate vampire in this movie, it's never addressed that he is a slave owner. It's just a costume. Is it wrong today? possibly, but don't forget, the time he was turned into a vampire, that would be the clothes that he would have today now whether or not the vampire himself is progressive he pretty much listens to a gay black butler through most of the movie he gets called a jock right after smashing his fist through the door but just just before that scene do you both like the look that Robin gives Mark when he's just like let's close the door, and then she like looks him up and down like alright, I'm gonna totally bang your virginity out of you
1: <laughs> yeah, so she, yes, she she seems to understand. yeah. Robin is definitely the one in control throughout this entire scene because you know, when they're running away from the vampire, she's the one that actually puts one on the ground by
2: punching him in the face. Yes, that's <laughs> by, a
0: cabin boy, that's cabin boy vampire.
2: That's right. after he smashes a uh a two by four over his head first. And yeah, and then he's like out I could have done him that. Him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely
0: it definitely looks like a fake out because you think he's gonna stake him and he doesn't,
1: so it's really strange. Right.
0: Does anybody know what the um, flower girl vampire says to Russ and Jamie when she says that uh, she hasn't had this much fun since Saint Ashbury? Uh, oh, hate Ashbury. Oh, hate Ashbury. Okay, I thought she said hate Saint Ashbury. I looked it up. I was like, that's a band. So it's hate Ashbury. <laughs> yeah,
1: hate. Okay, yeah. So I think they've made her. They've made a loose reference to it before, but she's the hippie one. Right. Kate Ashbury was like, it was a counterculture like hub in, in San Fran in the 60s.
0: Right. Okay. So, uh, which is the time of the Grateful Dead, Janice Joplin, and other famous singers and cult leaders, according to Google. So that makes sense. That is when she was transformed into a vampire by the, if we assume, by the Countess. Um, right. 'Cause we can kinda pick apart when the certain vampires were taken. The the British vampire who's the redhead that Russ is hitting on, uh, when do you think she was turned? Oh, it, we it's
1: Mall Flanders vampire. So I mean I am guessing like sixteenth seventeen hundreds? Okay. Or maybe Victorian era? Wow, she's old then.
0: Um, she's older than uh she's definitely older than Ace World War One vampire or uh Confederate vampire, but possibly as old as the cabin boy vampire because he would have been a cabin boy during clipper ship era gotcha yeah
1: yeah no i mean
0: it's
1: it's very interesting that there seems to be
0: these seemingly
1: random divides but we got every couple hundred years it seems because maul flanders maul flanders is was a book it was published by daniel defoe in 1722 so that's how old maul flanders vampire is
0: and then when do you think the twin vampires who do appear in this scene as well looking completely clueless
1: I I just assume that they are the two uh, like old timey strongmen that we keep we always make fun of in like cartoons and stuff.
0: Okay, so they're so. possibly from the forties or fifties then. That's that's my guess. Okay. I'm joking. I'm just thinking that I
1: just like to imagine mm. them like those two guys with the mustaches and the barbells. Okay. Weightlifter <laughs> guys. Russ
0: and Jamie, yeah, the weightlifter
1: guys, yeah, yeah. The, the ones I okay. always make fun of in Family Guy stuff.
0: We never see Russ and Jamie again. What do you think happens to them?
1: Besides the fact that they get laid. Uh, I say death by snoo-snoo. That's my
2: that's my assumption. Well, my problem with it is, what's what's it called? Chekhov's gun, where they show the gun and, and then they never use it. You know, if you lead up to something, you're supposed to use it. So they show the woman's breast on the picture, and then the, these two girls drop their shirts and they never turn around. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is, I have
2: never heard Chekhov's gun used for nudity before. <laughs> you, don't, you don't tease somebody... But nudity and then and then not show it. <laughs> I see. I see. I, I was I was I, young when I first saw this movie and that's all I waited for and it never happened.
1: <laughs> yes. You don't know what
2: ratings are at that point. You're like, PG thirteen, alright, I'm thirteen. Yeah, come on. Show yeah. me what
1: I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I gotta say also, just in the sequence, I love that the geography of the house makes no sense. Like I oh, keep thinking crazy. that yeah, I, I and I'm getting, I have a strong suspicion, like, I, I, I don't know if this is actually, like, the house, the exterior that they use, and the interior, but it looks like a morgue, like, because the chute that they, they roll down, and, then, like, all that stuff, I'm like, this all looks morgue-ish, <laughs> like, it's all,
0: right. I don't have I, room what for the was
1: yeah, and then the other room, I'm like, oh, like, even the room that all the coffins are in, I'm like, oh, is this where they perform the autopsy? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what's going on.
2: I guess, I guess that being in a coffin shoot would make more, make some sense, though, right? If that was a morgue? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sends it
1: back. I mean,
0: you
2: know, sends them to the, if they're getting cremated, sends it to the furnace.
0: True. You're too late. You couldn't have. You've been in there less than a minute. You didn't have time to enjoy it. Like, what is she going to do? Like, is she going to uh, kill both of them now? That I mean, the, the threat that she makes, it makes it sound like she's about to leap over and just drain the both of them because a snack is a snack. But it still wouldn't save her from her unfortunate transformation.
2: I love the look yeah, that the ahead. young guys give. I'm sorry. I love the look that the young guys give when she says it couldn't uh, It couldn't have been very good or whatever she says because it was less than a minute. They look like, oh, my God, I guess we're not doing it right either. <laughs> The two young guys look over like I don't ever go more than a minute either.
1: <laughs> I think they're looking at it going, "We've never had it, so is that long?" That's I don't true. know.
2: That's true. That's true.
1: He. Um... Well, my favorite. Somebody get me a plastic yeah. surgeon. <laughs> of course, the most 80s thing ever. But, but <laughs> yeah. I do I do love that that Robin's like, "Hey, you're too late," and she's just like she she seems more thrilled that she's beaten the Countess. And Mark pops up with two cigarettes, like going, "Yeah, <laughs> sixty seconds, maybe."
0: <laughs> he seems very proud of himself. <laughs> What's the two states that Cleveland Little mentions that they can find a virgin in? Kansas See. and Nebraska.
2: Kansas, yeah, Nebraska, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which makes sense. They, uh, oh, I have to, I have to mention
1: this. I've driven across the country at one point when I was, I was moving to Colorado, and, and I moved back very quickly thereafter. I've driven through Nebraska, and I have to say, half the state, when I was driving through it, the highway I drove through smells like a fart, and, and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just like, maybe it's just like driving through something, and then I came to the source, and it was clearly just a gigantic cow farm, so it's just, it's in fifty miles either direction. It's just nothing but fart because <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just all cow.
1: <laughs> Kansas
0: and Nebraska would be a good place to go. I guess I got to go to Tennessee and just find another virgin. I, I you know, a follow up to this movie, not Mark's character because that's done. But a follow-up with, like, Sebastian trying to find the Countess another virgin would make for an excellent sequel if they had done it. But there are ways to do it in animation or comic books or a book of some kind. Not that there is, like, a large calling for once-bitten merchandise. In fact, there is zero merchandise for this movie. We've gone over that before. (laughs) I definitely could see that being something they could do. But uh, Robin takes the cigarettes away from Mark and is just like, let's find out. And then they start bumping and grinding the coffin as the music is playing. Yeah. I can't imagine the coffin yes. itself, which how much does a coffin
2: weigh? I mean, it's got to be over 200, 300 pounds, right? Right. I mean, even more, even more than that.
0: I just can't think it's bumping and grinding off of the slab that much. And then what? It, Cleveland it, it Little looks like Lee it's about But the vampire. About okay, so we Okay, so we got the two chick vampires banging Russ and uh, Jamie. But then the male vampires ran away and Cleveland Little leaves Mark and Robin in the coffin to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie, yeah. people!
2: <laughs> it was yeah. to give them privacy. Well, walking away.
1: Yeah, and Mark popping up with... Uh, my, one of my favorite old cliches from the movies of this era, just the guys just had sex, popping up with lit cigarettes and no lighter to be seen, <laughs> nor were the cigarettes
2: even five seconds ago. <laughs> also, when she... Th- when they go back in, she takes both the cigarettes and just throws them out of the, onto the ground too, and goes back into the coffin. They'll be and lucky the building's not burning when they come back out. Yeah, <laughs> I also, I also
1: yeah, I also love that the coffin moves. It moves like a low rider does. It doesn't actually move like people are having sex in it. Just like you would expect some sort of rhythm to it, but it's just like all over the place. And it's like I understand Jim Carrey is a lanky man, but that even that that
2: makes no sense to me. That's a great comparison like a low rider because it does it looks like it's on hydraulics going all back and forth. And yeah. that and
0: that's the ending to the movie with our famous song playing uh once bitten through the credits. Yes. Uh I love yeah. that
2: song and um it, By three when the, I looked it up 3 Speed that's the name of the song. That, yeah, the when I band. looked it up they said that it was available on cassette if I wanted to buy it.
0: Okay, I found the okay, so I found the cassette very cheap because cassettes nobody is collecting cassettes. Unless um, right. and, and Peter Quill makes another reference in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, cassettes were not going to blow up. I'm sorry. There are rare cassettes out there, people. So don't come at me and be like, "Oh, well, I'm a big cassette killer. The CD for this movie, forget about it. Ninety dollars. I found the CD for, it. Oh, but wow. the vinyl, fourteen. I got it on eBay for thirteen bucks, and that was from really? a that was from a best offer I sent to somebody. He had it for twenty. I gave him thirteen. He took it. Yeah, the vinyl, you, you, know. you can find the vinyl, no problem. I found the vinyl immediately because it's the only piece of merchandise I have for the movie other than the the Blu-ray from Scream Factory. Hear that, Scream Factory? Gave me another plug. We, we're going to be covering <laughs> another Scream Factory movie coming up with Life Force. So, And that's all the time we have here tonight on the Vampire Movie Minute podcast covering the last five minutes of the film itself. We have one more episode coming up. Chris, where can people find you?
2: You find us on DoolingGenre.com. We're the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. You can check out all our older podcast, too. It was the Burbs Minute. Just Google Burbs Minute. You'll find us there.
0: Scott, where can people find us? They can find us at Vampire Minute or Vampire Movie Minutes. And we'll be back next week for the last five minutes of the movie, which are the credits here on the Vampire Movie Minute podcast coverage of One Spittin'.